Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, P4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and looking for a solid foundation, stand on in a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, baby. Check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. We have other slides of anytime fitness up in the house. If you want to get your fitness on and you'll be traveling, anytime fitness can go anywhere, everywhere with you, or it seems that way because they find a way to have a gym close to where you need to be to do your business and your business of being fit. So, you know, stay tuned with them, stay up on them, and make sure you're taking care of your health because it's vital and important. There's also other things happening at the P4P August 11th show, Undefeated. Check in on the website, com, and make sure you stay engaged to learn just of all the events they have planned for that bodybuilding show, and they're really taking care of the athletes, so make sure you take care to set that day aside. P4P will be up in there all kinds of ways, Des and I included. Unfortunately, this will not be on the show tonight, so it's just going to be me and my guest, and I'm talking about none other than Mr. Upstate New York bodybuilding overall champion. The man came out there, he, he dominated on stage, and he made a point to look his best, and he presented it as well. We talked about posing on last, last Tuesday's show. Very vital, it's very important. Head judge Earl Snyder breaking it down for everybody. This man basically brought the criteria, and he also presented it in a way that made it all good and fun. I'm talking about Alistair Nash. Alistair, please introduce yourself to our listeners. And uh, we'll How's it going, everybody? Hey, how y'all doing? Name's Alistair. <laughs> now, give them a little background about who you are, what got you into bodybuilding, and uh, what you plan on doing in the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, growing up as a kid, um, I was a real active boy. Uh, I got got interested in the comic books at an early age. Um, you know, comic books with the Hulk and, you know, things like that. Superman, Batman, The Flash. Uh, and, and then, um, it, you know, another another anime picked up in my in my arsenal was uh, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I absolutely love the show. I still to this day, uh, you know, watch it religiously. Um, that was a big forefront for me. Just, you know, seeing not only just, like, uh, people I knew in everyday life going through the struggle, but then, you know, people are drawing it, you know, and putting it on TV. So you can see it from there. And just adversity to get to where you wanted to be. You know, I see these people, you know, constantly climbing a mountain, you know, and it might seem like an insurmountable mountain, but, you know, they climb it and they get to where they got to be. So it was kind of like a hammer that just got pounded in my head over and over again as a kid because I was subject to so much of this you know superhero uh, galore mm-hmm. and um with the Dragon Ball Z's so you know uh it turned into like uh, I wanted to I wanted to try and emulate what these people looked like because obviously I knew you know as I got older you're not you're not going to be able to jump up a skyscraper and you know you're not gonna be able to fly around like Superman but I thought you know at least I could do what's in my power and you know I told myself you know, I might not be God's greatest gift on this earth for muscle building, but at least I can do what I, you know, I was given. So I just thought to myself, I'd start plugging away. Uh, about the age of 18, I got into a gym. Um, the background for the gym kind of started off with me just being overweight, out of shape. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, kind of like getting picked on here and there. I wouldn't say it was bad, but, you know, some people take it differently. So for me, it was like, I, I've got brought up with all these superheroes and that was like my life. And now some guy's telling me like, you're out of shape and you're overweight. What, what are you eating that food for? And it just really got me. So I was like, man, I really, you know, I want to be what I wanted to be as a kid. So I was like, I got to change this. So around 18, I got into uh, weightlifting. At the time there was a uh, pro, uh, pro bodybuilder, natural bodybuilder, Russell Harrelson Jr. He was working, um, working at a gym that I uh, worked out at and I saw the guy he was chiseled like a granite rock. So I, you know, found out he'd, he'd competed in natural bodybuilding at the time. I, I really didn't know what natural bodybuilding meant or bodybuilding in general. I just knew that, you know, you worked out, you got big, you competed on stage um, and you presented yourself. And then I found out he did it naturally. So 
I was just pretty much like, you know, if he could do it, why not, you know, give it a shot, see what I can do. And um, for like the last, I want to say seven and a half years now, it's taken me to finally get the goal. But that's one of the points I like to hit, you know, with everybody is uh, there's been so many times where I finished a show and I didn't do, you know, the as well as I wanted to or presented and, and, and like you were saying before, presented myself the way I wanted to. I felt like I was already defeated going into a show or, you know, just certain things would deflect me as I'm going along my way. Uh, but this, this, you know, last year, things got really good. Training was really well. Uh, the, the show itself was really well, you know, well run with, uh, you know, Leaf and the Natty Revolution. Um, and, you know, this is the way they presented it. So I finally got up there. Uh, got it done, uh, presented it really well. And then I told my buddy afterwards, this is like one of the things I really took home from the show. You know, I waited so long to get that pro card. So long. I was training so hard, so long, seven years gone by, I watched other people do it. And I kept telling myself, I can do it. I can do it. And then I finally got it. And I wanted to gloat so much, you know, you sit there and you think like, what are you going to do when you do this? You finally, you, you keep pounding it over and over again in your brain of, how what, how are you going to you know react when you finally get that dream of yours completed? And uh, I'm backstage, and I remember the guy asked me, he's like, you just won, aren't you excited? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm so ecstatic with myself, but I just see the other guys that I competed against, and I know how they feel. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly ecstatic, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I, I just wanted to basically act like you've been there before, you know, because there's no need for any mm -hmm. of that kind of nonsense. You know, so that was one of the big things I really wanted to try and do. And I, I, I think I did it well, you know, so I was happy with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a great time. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I enjoyed about that show, aside from the venue, and, and that's, that's in its own realm, I, I'll, give, I'll, I'll just say that right now. I know uh, I've talked about it ad nauseum to where people are just sick of me about that venue, but I said you, you, you had to be there to see it. But then we'll get to that topic in a minute. One of the things I did enjoy is how you presented yourself, like I said, on stage, but also your humility, you know, when you weren't on stage. Basically, you were ready to bring your best package to compete, but after the competition, you stayed human. And I think that's one of the biggest things that really takes away from an event and a moment is basically either someone being overly, overly excited about the win to where they disrespect the competition, or basically when they lose, they say, you know, this sucks and everybody is a devil and I got robbed. Right. You know, there's, there's, it's how you take the, the moment is what basically makes a show. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, components that go into a competition. One is support. Two is basically, you know, what you do for yourself and how you basically dedicate and discipline yourself to compete. And then there's the judges, there's the show, there's the venue, and there's the promoter. All of these components have to fall into place correctly in order to have a quote-unquote good show. And that happens by basically everybody playing their part, which you did and you did well because, you know, it's not, it's not lost on the judges. It's not lost on the audience about how a person, quote, unquote, wins. You know, if, you, right. if your name's called, it is a great feeling. I mean, you feel fabulous, let me tell you, and then that's, a, that's an awesome moment. But then you think, you know, like you said, there's that time when you didn't win, and how did you feel? You know, I can't remind, I, I, I can't even think of somebody basically going and walking past me talking, in your face, you know, like something like that. And it's like, right. oh, exactly. where did all this come from? And how is this part of the sport if we're basically trying to bring it where, you know, it's supposed to improve and increase? We have our part to do as well. Um, when I, you one, one of the things – oh, oh, I was going to say, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to get into with that topic too is, uh, you know, it just – for me, like, a lot of people think, like, the physical aspect of weightlifting is, is, is all we do it for. But, I mean, just talking about that topic alone, I don't think I could have been that kind of a person without – uh, growing mentally by, you know, lifting weights and trying to do this bodybuilding because you do fail so many times and you learn um, how to be, you know, adversity. You really get pounded away with adversity. If you want to be, you know, longevity in the sport, you're going you're gonna to learn quickly that you need to figure out how to overcome failure. And one of the big things um, 
I like to apply it to is just everyday life. You know, uh, it, it's just like, like you were saying with the humility on and off stage, it's kind of like, I, you know, I, I see him, I see him even on Facebook with like the old seventies, Bruce Banner and, and the, you know, Lou Frigno as a Hulk. And it's like, you know, how, how I am at home and it shows Bill Bixby. And then it, it says how I am in the gym and it shows Lou Frigno flexing on, you know, as the Hulk. And to me, it's, it couldn't be more accurate. And I really attribute that due to the weightlifting, you know, it really helps mentally. A lot of people will, you know, forget that half of the battle. And I, I can't tell you how much, um, not only physically have I improved and I feel healthier, but how, how my mental approach and, you know, just the way I look at life, it just completely has just changed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to the superheroes. And uh, I, I like that topic that you brought up because it, it's it's pretty important, especially for the the guys that grew up under, you know, superheroes. And, and one of the things for every superhero is they had a backstory but they also had a moral and a, and a certain way of living that they held themselves accountable. So it's, it's never that, you know, they were doing heroic things, but you wouldn't know by their demeanor. And I love right. the fact that comic books and, uh, you know, even in Dragon Ball, there's a moral to the story that makes you have to be a better human being overall. And when you're dealing, if, I remember one of the things that Goku where instead of basically that when he ever he created the spirit bomb, and uh, he had to ask for ask permission, you know. Right. Everybody else's energy. Of, right. Yeah, and I said, you know, that if, if you were just watching the cartoon just for animation, then hey, you get a good a, a good show. But if you look at the deepness and sincerity of what just happened. It's like, you know, that's pretty deep. You know, this guy could basically destroy the planet if he wanted to, and yet here he is asking for each and every one on the planet for a little part of them to help him basically defeat evil. And isn't that what we do when we're basically in the gym? We're basically challenging ourselves to improve, but you have to ask for other people's time on machines, and you do have to ask, permission to basically stay over sometimes when you're uh, having a good workout and have a show coming up. I, I remember a, a professional bodybuilder and one of the things in his videos, and he said, you know, I'd really like to thank the gym and the owner for allowing me those times when the gym was closed or when it wasn't opened up, you know, I needed to get in there early and they would open the doors early. There's a lot of things that happen from a lot of people that basically ensure that we can look our best because they're giving us the support we need to make that happen. Um, exactly. Like people happen? take it for granted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people take oh, yeah. people just, you know, exactly. Like, it's just minute things like that where, you know, it they just take it for granted. And, you know, one of, one of the things I think you uh, brought up, um, and it, it's another thing where, like, people think, you know, bodybuilding is a, a very selfish sport. You know, they think like even with golf, you know, it might be a, a single man sport, but they got their caddy, you know, and then people would think like, Oh, you know, bodybuilding, what are they doing? They're just lifting weights by themselves. But I mean, you got to think like a lot of people have a support system, especially if, you know, you're going to excel in this. And um, it's one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I couldn't, you know, thank my, my best friend enough, Matt, for what he does to help me, you know, get to where I want to be without him. I'd, I, I couldn't do it. You know, it's just sometimes you need, you know, outside forces to get you to where you want to be. And, you know, people sometimes neglect that. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a big understanding that a lot of what you do is interaction and how you exactly. interact yeah. with everybody is how you exist in life. And, you know, a lot of people would love to glow and they do. I mean, I've seen, I'm sure you've seen a lot of these social mediums where they're using different individuals and different things, and they're saying, you know, I did this and I did that. And it, it's almost like someone, like, hitting me with little rocks, and they sting and, and they burn because you've realized how many people that made that I statement happen. I did this. Well, if the gym's not open, you don't, you're not in these Right, And if exactly. you don't have the job to lift the weights, you know, you, you can't be, you know, hardcore and all, all these other nice little hashtags. Oh, yeah. like, you know, and, you know, the one thing I know when I started lifting weights was that I had an understanding that was a myth. 
And that's the dumb jock mentality. And I was just right. blown away with how much thought had to go in to stay from being injured, how to dedicate and discipline yourself to eat correctly, how to basically say no when your mind really wanted to say, yes, it does look like a fun adventure, but because of the goal I have in mind, it's going to distract and detract me from actually accomplishing it. And when people see that, sometimes, you know, they take offense to it because it's a personal thing at them when it's nothing personal at all other than what you're deciding to do. Um, right. It It's a tough spot to be in, but the dumb jock mentality is far from the truth. I, I learned that very quickly when uh, basically there was a, a lifter that walked over to ensure that I didn't injure myself in the way I was lifting because my form was so poor. And, you know, all the mechanics that he had to break down to me to keep me from getting, getting yeah. injured. And I, I've kept that throughout my whole life since that moment because it meant that much to me that this dumb jock, you know, and I put that in there quotes, was basically walking over to correct me and make sure that I knew exactly what I was doing. And I think there's nothing stupid about a man caring about a younger person that's trying, and there's nothing dumb about someone that knows correct form and function. So I was just blown away by that, and uh, I'd love to hear if you had any experiences in that way. Yeah, actually, there's two two things I want to get to with that. Um, first thing, though, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I see a lot where one thing that really uh, kind of irks me a little bit is when people will post these videos of people doing weird things at the gym. And, you know, I get some people don't want you to come up to them. They might say go away or whatever. But if that's the first thing you're going to do is take out your phone, record somebody doing something wrong, I just, you know, to me, you could easily go up to them. And if you know what you're doing, try try and give them a hand, correct them. Like you just said, they don't they don't need to be injuring themselves. So, instead of filming them and trying to get views on social media because you got some guy or girl in the gym that's doing something silly, you know, go up to them and help them out. Cause there was a time when, uh, when I was just starting to work out and I remember, you know, I, I, I felt very fortunate that uh, I had a similar situation to you where these guys did come up to me and they, they thought I was, you know, squatting a little off and, you know, these are all big guys. So I trusted them at the time and, uh, you know, it all worked out anyways, cause they came up to help me, uh, and it was it was just you know excellent because I got tips from somebody who was a lot stronger than me at the time, and I, I probably could have very well you know to this day avoided a catastrophic injury had he not come up to me. And um, yeah, the second thing I the second thing I want to get into that like the dumb jock mentality. Uh, I think that applies even like to a higher extent, but like a kind of like an underlying measure. Like the way what I mean is, I'm just trying to get like health and fitness i want i wanted to like and and you're doing it exactly with this podcast it needs to be pushed more and more and more because we're in the point now where people are and and there's i'm not trying to like start a debate or anything but people you know obviously will have no quarrels about paying a mechanic to fix their car but you wouldn't mm-hmm. catch a person you know nine out of ten of them would be like, get out of my face. I ain't paying you. And I, 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 I kid you not, even like where I'm from in central New York, you could be like, oh, I'll charge you 20 bucks an hour. And you could be a pretty legit person. And they would be like, oh my God, that's so expensive. But then in the meantime, forget the car example. They're going to go to Burger King and spend $10 every day. You know what I mean? Twice a day. Yeah. So I'm just, it, 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 it sucks. Cause the problem is, is I feel like health and fitness to most people isn't that important. And then the other thing is when you get somebody who actually does know what they're talking about, unfortunately the mentality approach for most of these people is he, he or she is just a dumb jock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, yeah, it, it, it sucks. Yeah. We, we've spoken about this uh, on the show many times and many times over, and I'm sure many times in the future, because one of the things that I noticed is that in, in, in this nation, I can speak about this nation, in, in, in specific because I've been to so many places and, and you, we're not taught good health. We're taught to get back to work and, you know, no pain, no gain, uh, basically work through it. Uh, if you're sick, you find a way, you know, so you got to do all these things, cover up the symptoms of sickness and just find a way to make, make your way through another day and just, you know, get to the weekend. Everything gets to the weekend. It's not about health. It's about getting through that moment. Now, you're supposed to work through pain, work through stress, work through worry, 
you know, eventually you'll get a vacation whenever that is, five, six years from now, you know, something like that. Right. And it, when, when you're talking about being taught this, generation after generation, at some point health does take a backseat. And uh, basically it gets put in the trunk and sometimes it gets buried. So when, when you're talking what you're saying, it, it does have to be pushed to the forefront because we are taught as individuals that we don't matter. Your health is very unimportant because, you know, you can be replaced just like that. Exactly. You're a snap of a finger. An, and exactly. when you come to that defeated uh, mentality, it does take a breakthrough, uh, basically a paradise shift. I think that's what you're speaking on. And if that doesn't happen, then we don't increase because you can only spiral down so long before you basically reach the bottom of the toilet and get flushed out the system. I don't want anyone being to that point of basically a defeated mentality. And that does come through uh, health and fitness where you start to see yourself improve and you can think well of yourself. Now, if you're basically being taught that you don't matter and you believe it, that's a hell of a breakthrough that has to happen. So you're basically not, you know, basically opening a door. You're basically knocking through concrete because this right. is a Right, yeah, well you're in the mountain climb, a big mountain. Yeah. So, you know, when, yeah, when you're I mean, saying what you're saying, it's important. Go ahead. Yeah, I like, you know, like, 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 like with the superhero, the whole superhero topic, and I was sitting there the last maybe couple of years as the Avengers are doing their thing and they're going to the movies, and I'm just hoping. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I, we're we're living in the land of the comics again. And I, I just like cross my fingers and I try and do all I can to push it and spread, you know, health and fitness. But I hope that they can do it as well again. Like it, you know, the country was a little bit less obese, you know, years back. And I feel like it, you know, comic books were a lot bigger, superheroes were a lot more prominent, and they took a back seat. Health took a back seat. And then now I feel like I hope I hope with this, you know, the superhero uh, blowing up it could translate to the, you know, the country becoming a little less obese as well. And it's not even again about obesity at the end of the day. It's also about mental health. You know, you think about stuff like cortisol levels and stress levels and a lot of that stuff, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it really gets handled when you, when you, when you lift weights and people just don't realize that. And it sucks because then they'll go to the, they'll go to the bar and there's nothing wrong with going to the bar every now and then. But problem is they're, they're being subliminally, washed into going and getting a drink instead of going to the actual real bar, as I like to say, and start lifting some weights. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's 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 a lazy man's mentality, and you don't have to fight back much if you're not doing anything. So if you find your own little spot in the wall and you're taught that that's the place that you need to be, then you will end up basically, if you're not fighting for yourself, you will fall for anything. And and unfortunately, like you're saying, if if you're being pigeonholed, into a mentality and marketed into a state of mind, that's a tough spot to get out of because you don't really understand that you've been put in that place. You know what I'm saying? It's like your, your thinking is not heroic, so you don't want to do heroic things. So basically you're I just think- part of the people that need to be saved. And if you don't understand that you can be heroic, then there's no reason to step out of that, uh, that way of thinking or even try because, you know, hey, I'm, I'm good where I am. You know, nothing's hurting me, so what's the problem, you know? Right. Yeah, I, um, like, uh, I would, yeah, exactly. And then with the the whole, um, you know, uh, go, going to the gym um, with the going, you know, versus going to the bar and stuff, I feel like uh, with uh, people, you know, um, the whole cortisol level thing. And then they, they just really get caught up with, again, the whole physical aspect of it. But yeah. um, un- unfortunately it's just, it, it really just has become on the back burner. So it, finding a way to get it to the forefront is basically, and, and doing the podcast is I think a great way to get it, get it going too, because people are listening, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to learn or trying to, you know, interact with us, see what these guys are doing. So little things like that here and there, um, and, and and even with like the social media too, so yeah, it it does make a difference. And we have a I, I'm going to ask Brent questions because it's a really good one. And he says, you know, if we don't basically attack the 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 elephant in the room, which is drugs, uh, drugs on one side for basically keeping you alive, and then drugs on the other side, which is steroids and human growth hormone. Who do you believe? if natural athletes aren't basically more outspoken 
about being natural athletes and having real natural athletes. And he, he highlighted those words because, you know, we have a lot of people that are basically, you know, in, in the closet about the, the drugs they're doing to look the way they look and then claiming a natural status basically to, to get the approval of the, uh, of the mainstream. And I, I, I remember when uh, I'll, I'll go back to mine. And when I found out that Cho, uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, some of the other athletes that I knew were basically coming out that they were using. And it, it was very, it was a, it was a heartbreak moment because, you know, I believed in those guys and I really believed in the, uh, the mentality of, you know, drinking your milk and taking your vitamins and then, you know, to find out, uh, you know, you can't lie to me. And it, it was very hurtful and, and harmful to my, my, my thinking because I was like, well, then what's the point in doing this stuff if that's what I got to do? But now you have athletes that can show a natural lifestyle and you have a diet that you can do and you have a gym that you can work out in. And, and, and all these things are available. So if we can promote ourselves and keep a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then I think we can be heard. But we have to be more committed than the people we're speaking to. What do you think of that? Yeah, honestly, like um, one of the reasons I feel like natural bodybuilding can uh, excel so, so well is because right now at the top, and, and you know, well, let me just put this out there. I have no quarrels about steroids. Um, you want to do them, you do them. You know, the way I look at it, if if you're not harming anybody, uh have at it, you know. So, um, well, but the reason why I think natural bodybuilding can excel so so much is because look at classic physique, for example, in in the IFBB. Um, the reason why I feel like that happened was because, you know, you get these guys at the very top of the IFBB level, and um, you know, people look at these guys and they think, well, you know, I would never want to look like that. You know, I, I don't think I could mm-hmm. even attain to look like that. And it's not plausible. It's not possible. And then they see the classic physique guys and then they'll say that actually looks streamlined. It looks like he would be in a, you know, shaving commercial. I, I would aspire to be like that guy. I, I, you know what, actually, I think I might be able to pull off looking like that guy. Maybe not, you know, certain, you know, here and there. So I feel like that's why natural bodybuilding can get so big is because, um, one, we're doing it naturally. I, yeah. tell you right now, I think that I'm just going to say, I, I, I think it requires more discipline, uh, you know, and like, and I don't try and stir the pot, but I think it does require more discipline. So it's a little bit more difficult if you ask me. And, um, yeah. again, what we do is we're promoting what, what is possible with what mother nature gave you. You know, we are literally not doing anything other than just eating correctly and lifting weights and sleeping correctly, you know, and you're controlling, outside defectors as much as you can like if your car blows up or you're getting divorced or any of that stuff that's all stuff that you try and deal with on the side but everything else that we do as far as we can control we do it as to the best of our ability and at the end of the day people can look at us on stage and say wow that's a nice physique you know wow he's not you know 310 pounds i what what am i you know i can't i can't look like that you know what what am i going to do you know so i I think it really appeals to the common man and woman as opposed to like the mass monsters nowadays Mm -hmm. and uh well david is is saying you know when with the look and appeal of every natural athlete having unique structure and i like the way you said that david that's very creative and it's very true um, you don't have to have a mechanics line of basically the same outlay of cars on stage. You have basically all shapes and sizes, and they're all unique to their body type. Like uh, Alice has just said, we, we're, we're all natural athletes are unique in their body structure. Everybody's muscle develops differently, and you show it on stage the best you have to your symmetry and who you are. So it, it's a very unique look, and, you know, why didn't this person win? Why didn't that person win? It all comes down to criteria and judging, and that's why, you know, you have such a diverse uh, crop of pros coming up. Um, when you're talking about being a hero, I, I like that, and I love the fact of uh, <laughs> your, your love for uh, Dragon Ball, because I'm a fan as well, as we were talking about before the show started. I love the fact that 
it's a mountain that has to be climbed. And honestly, in natural bodybuilding, we have been presented with that mountain. When you're talking to our listeners and all the uh, athletes that listen as well, what would you say to them as a challenge to basically make that mountain climbable? Um, I, I, and I wanted to get to this earlier, but uh, I kind of got uh, scrabble-minded there for a second. But I, I really think, like, um, to make the mountain climb easier, and this is, like, for me, this is for anything. You you got to find purpose in life. And I feel like there's a lot of things that try and take away purpose from your life. And until and then that's why these people do walk around like, you know, gray blobs in a, in a, in a factory assembly line. And then tasks become a lot harder because, you know, you're, you, you don't know, I feel like, you know, spiritually who you are, what you want to do or anything. You're just kind of like, I need a paycheck and I'm going to work. But when you truly mm-hmm. find out your passion and purpose, I feel like, the path, I don't care how big the mountain is, like the mountain I see in my brain, it, it, it never ends. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't, I can't finish climbing this mountain and I don't want to because I love to learn. So don't get me wrong. The goals will be completed along the way. But for me, it's like, once you find true purpose, it, it just becomes so clear and, and you, you will find a way to get to where you want to be. It, it just, it's just going to happen. And I always got a, it's a weird fr- phrase I like to say, but when you work hard, hard will work. It works for you. When you work hard and you give 100%, hard is going to work. It's just something, you know, I believe in karma to the fullest. So um, true effort, true purpose, and I think you really, uh, like they say, the sky's the limit. Or as Michael Jordan would say, the roof is the ceiling. (laughs) There you go. And there's plenty of things that happen in life that basically can show you the best you, but there's plenty of things in life that can show you the worst you, and you have to accept all of that in order to make that mountain climbable. And there's plenty of things that we need to improve on. And if you, you'll you find that in, in natural bodybuilding more than ever because, you know, how do I react if I get a cold? How do I react if I get sick? How do I react if uh, the job's not doing well or they give me a pay cut? These are things you learn in the gym every day you're exercising. And if people can learn to make that connection and correlation, that mountain will become climbable because, you know, I, I I think I just posted a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday about the 45-pound weight. You know, as a kid, I, I remember saw that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's heavy. It's incredibly heavy. And then the next time you lift it, you know, it's not so bad. You, you still I thought that was a great weight. analogy. I really liked that a lot. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. But, you know, it's, it's the things we how, – how do we approach it? How do we look at things? And, you know, it's, I, I'd rather be Don Quixote and be a nut and basically go through life with a challenge than basically being the person that never wanted to get on the horse because it looks kind of big and scary. You know, it, it's, it's, it's how you view it and how you go about it. But I think it all goes back to those comic books we were reading as kids where you can do. And, you know, like you said, I, I'm not going to be able to just jump up, lift up the house, and basically clean out all the dirt that's under it. So it's a better house, but I can clean it up and, and put pour the concrete and cement to make sure this house has a sturdy foundation. This is how we have to look at things and understand that hey, if we want to make a difference, we can. Instead of being told, like you said, that gob of gray glue, and you're supposed to hold somebody else together without holding yourself, it just it just doesn't make sense. And I don't I don't really comprehend that way of thinking. And I know people will say stay in your lane. But you can stay in your lane and still do a great many things for others by doing so. Actually, you'll actually help them better by staying in your lane and not basically running into traffic and causing a traffic pileup. So I, I, I love the car analogy that you did earlier. And, you know, we do have all kinds of mechanics if we just basically go to the shop. And that means every individual basically having something to add to your life. And that happens in natural bodybuilding more than we'll ever admit to because we sometimes forget the people that were there at the beginning, there in the middle, and there in the end. And sometimes that's the same person, and they're always blessings for it. Um, when, when you're talking about the things you have to look forward in the future, there's a past that made that goal, you know, created. So what started you other than the comic books and everything else where you said, you know, we can, we can make a difference if we push really hard to make this happen? Um, 
you know, uh, aside from the spark uh, that I got in the beginning, like, you know, I, I had a, um, a moment in my mind where, you know, I had my, my older cousin, you know, he kind of just, we always were very competitive with each other. And he was the one that kind of got on me the most about the obesity, but or I should say overweight, mm-hmm. I don't know, obesity is the right word, but I just remember one day, yeah. you know, he was a all, all state D end and he was saying, Oh, I'm going to start going to the gym again. And it just clicked. I was like, I want to do it. But then the moment I saw, you know, I could, I, I could really like ramp this up is when, um, you know, I, I, we were in transition time from me and my best friend were leaving a gym and we didn't have another gym to go to. So we pretty much started working out in his, uh, basement off of cardboard boxes and I was deadlifting. And I had, and at this time in my life, I had already competed in a few shows and I didn't, you know, I obviously didn't do as well as I wanted, but it was like, it, there was an omen. We were deadlifting in his house. You know, it's a 10 by 10 room with an eight foot ceiling. There's mm-hmm. a cat litter box next to me. We're slamming weights. There's yeah. some freaking, you know, Yui Bloom speaker and the bar broke. It was, I'm, I kid you not. It was the Sandlot moment. I I put the bar down and I was like, whoa, why are the weights separated? And the sleeve cracked in half. The steel cracked right in half. And the sleeve came right off. And then we both looked at each other. Oh. And we were like, well, we can't weigh this no more, you know? So we were like, what the heck? Because we needed a new barbell. So it was like me and him looked at each other. And at that moment, we were just like, we're going to get this done. We were like, well, you know, at the time he was renting a house, but he was moving out. And we said, we're, we're going to build a gym and we're going to get this done. So we, we ended up moving mm-hmm. out. We got a garage gym going and we've just been pounding away ever since. And, you know, it's been about two and a half, three years in there now, but you know, he competes in powerless and I do bodybuilding. And I, ever since that day, it's just like, we really started rev- it, revving it up. And I think just things like you said, they fall into place. Things fall into place yeah. and it happened for a reason. And, uh, well, I gotta, I gotta commend you on one thing because, you know, I, I was a home gym goer, but I had uh both legs. Because I had, oh, yeah. uh, I I really wanted to get those quick workouts, and I had one of the mechanized ones, mechanized one, I'm sorry, that had the the timer and everything in it. It was it was pretty high end. Sears was having a sale, and they had one, and it was a really good one. So I said, at that price, I had to get it. So I took it home, and I just I I, I made that my 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 space. My my you know there was time for to do it. And you always have time when you're at home. And um, what I right. learned is that it's one of the few, you included, that can go home and exercise and actually do it. I've found in my uh, research and studies that most of the time people have to be held accountable for what they're doing. And that's like going I, I agree hundred percent to the public domain, and I, I was really shocked by that because you know I it, it was always like the it was always like the death sentence for exercise when people would tell me they got their home gym and they were going to start working out at home, and I was like, oh, I already see that's the writing it. on the wall. Yeah, they they're done. Uh, it was nice working out with you. R.I.P. to your exercise, and <laughs> right. um, you know what. What can you say to keep that person that does get the home gym? And, guys, yeah, I, I'm asking this question because I know you sent in these questions. Uh, we've got about 12 people, Sally, James, uh, Belinda, Mark, I, I, all you guys. I'm asking you a question right now. How do you keep the home gym goer motivated enough to actually use and justify spending that kind of money on a home gym and actually using it? Because it's not an easy thing when you have the TV going or something else going. There's got to be a drive, and I'm sure you found that drive to make sure that when you went home, you actually did something at the gym that you had. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I guess I could say I'm not normal. I, you know, I, I have, I have. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, like, you know, um, one of one of the things. Uh, with with the home gym, you know, going back to the the, the finding a purpose. Um, I I don't really, I feel like I got into weightlifting. You know, I wanted to get into weightlifting, but I also after a while, I feel like it became um, for me like one of the forefronts in my brain is like I am trying to do this so much and so hard because I want to better the people I love first. I could care less if I was in a mansion. I could care less if I got successful first. 
I want to be able to do this so I can make means for my loved ones easier. And the people, you know, even if I, you know, for children in the future, if I have kids, make life for them, you know, not, not, not with a silver spoon, but I just like, you know, for my mom, for example, she's always in the front of my mind. I always want to, you know, try and just pound away. That's one of the things I tell myself every day, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this to try and get her out of her situation. I want to do this to better our lives. And, um, if you, when you talk about the home gym stuff, one of the things I tell people is when you do go into the home gym, you lose the motivation outside. And I say that in means of like, you are not going to have a bigger guy walking around. You're not going to have the hot girl walking around. You're not going to have anybody but yourself. If you choose to listen to music and a wall and, and a mirror, if you want on the wall. And when you mm-hmm. have those, when you're in that situation, um, it's kind of like sink or swim. Um, you, you're either going to grow the mentality that says like, I will, I will forge on this purpose is for me, you know, and uh, it, 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 it was there before, but you know, like I said, it, it, it's just for me, I did the 30 week diet and um, I did that extra 10 weeks cause I wanted to challenge myself. And it, at first this was kind of like the same thing where, I, I told myself, I was like, yeah, I could still go to a gym and work out. But no, I was like, I want to go in that basement next to the cat litter. And I want to deadlift with this guy. And I want to see if I could do it. Because if I could do it this way, then there's nothing that could stop me. I, there's nothing. And I've done bodybuilding shows before where I told myself, I'm not cutting for the show. I'm going to go out there. I did it one time. And I said, I'm going to, I'm obviously going to place bad, But I said, I'm doing this because, you know, I, I got to, I got to mentally, you know, hammer it down. This is what I want to do. And I, you know, with the garage gym, it's just like motivation is huge. Uh, I actually play, I play Dragon Ball Z every time I'm out there. Honestly, we have a TV out in the garage. I turn on Dragon Ball Z. I'll have it on low volume because I usually listen to music. Music is a big thing for me. Um, And I really think uh, just constantly having an external motivator in front of your face. Um, One, one, one tactic I do, I tell people is, I think about, this is how I go about everyday life. I think about any negative defector as negative energy. I take that negative energy. And this sounds crazy to people. It it can sound however you want. I take that negative energy. I store it in a bottle. It goes into my brain in a bottle. And when I go to the gym, I can open that bottle as, as, as much as I want. And it can flow as long as I want. Sometimes there's still stuff left over and I will literally save it for the next day. I will, because I, I, I know I'm going to need a little bit more now that I'm in a garage where there's not these external motivators walking around. Because I have been in gyms since I've, you know, started working out in the garage. And there's a big, I, I tell you right now, there's, there's a difference. I could tell there's a difference when you yeah. have other people watching you and, and you're being held accountable because you think you have 20, even though there's nobody probably watching you, but you think like, oh God, I got 20 people watching me right now. I got to do this, you know? So it's definitely, it's, it's different. So, but bottom line purpose, you got to, you know, it's gotta be the purpose that you truly believe in almost like destiny, I guess, is you could use another word interchanging it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. And, you know, one of the things that I, I just like, I guess from having a home gym is that I, I didn't have to look for the stuff that I wanted to do because it was already there. And uh, I didn't have the distractions, so I guess when that, I, that's also I, a counter, I, yeah, yeah, because I had a, a good friend that had basically seen me getting healthier and healthier and healthier. But I'm not out in public, and I'm not, you know, doing all these things. I'm doing it right at home. And he was like, "Well, you can help me." And he had a gold gym membership, and he basically bought me a year's gold gym membership, and that's not cheap. And I, I when he told no. me that, I was just blown away by that. And I said, if he's willing to commit to his health in that fashion, then I can step out of my comfort zone, which was my own, because I was very comfortable in there. Because like you said, I don't have those outside influences, and I really didn't care. You know, it's one of those moments where, like you said, if, if I'm doing this for me, then really you don't matter. It doesn't sound selfish in that way. It's just the honest to God truth. If I'm right, exactly. protecting my health and fitness, then I'm not mad at you at all but you don't really bother me in what I'm trying to do because this is the goal is for me to be healthy and fit. And I didn't want a a mom that saw her son failing in life and health. I didn't want a a dad having to look at his son and saying, you know, I raised something better than that. So that was, that was all the motivation I need. 
is to have my family members looking at me. And if I if I'm the influence for them to bring them to better health, then you know, then you know, far be it for me to drop the ball. So you know, when he invited me to go to gym and and, and I did it, I was uh, I was at home around the weights. I can definitely tell you that. I was very at peace with everything that goes on, but I was very distracted by the egos. Um, you know, the people that are, are using have a, a, a different mentality, I noticed, from the people that are basically just committed to their own health and well-being. There, there is a status that has to be attained because, heck, if you're spending that kind of money, you you do want results and you do want that attention because hey I paid for it you know and, and I, that's, I don't I don't fault anyone for that thinking if you I mean if you buy a car as a status symbol then dang it somebody better be looking and I shouldn't have to blow the right. horn to make that happen so I you know I understand yeah. everything that was going on but I said you know this is a a, a whole new world for me and I had to uh, assimilate myself in it without becoming part of the problem of uh, health and fitness. I wanted to actually be healthy and fit. And I think you earlier, well, mentally, it's just hard to stay focused and committed because there are a lot of distractions in the real world. And uh, if if you want to basically pigeonhole yourself at home, that's fine, but you still got to go to work. You still got to basically be out inside with people. And that takes a lot of thinking and, and to basically stay committed to what you're doing because you can get distracted easily. What kept your goals? when you got outside of the, the, the basement and then, then into the garage and then onto stage because there's plenty of things that could get in the way of that progress. Um, you know, when I first got into it, um, I, I, well, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but I, I watched Pump and Iron a lot of times. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I remember the scene with Arnold and he was talking about how he was very robotic during his competition seasons. He wouldn't let outside you know, forces deflect his training. And he, you know, basically in the movie said he would just become like a robot. He didn't really care. He didn't wear his emotions. And I'm not a very emotional guy myself. So um, I just really, uh, you know, it it just became more and more as it got closer. I just, because what we were talking about before, I just failed so many times. So I just remember I I got the elliptical down in my uh, basement and, that's where I do my cardio. I stare at the bookcase mm-hmm. every time I do it for about 30 to 60 minutes, whatever I'm doing that day, or, you know, sometimes I'll do mm-hmm. it. But, but I mean, honestly, I literally, I'll sit there and sometimes I, I tell you, sometimes I'm sitting there thinking so hard while I'm doing cardio about what I want to accomplish that the books will morph in the images, man. Like I tell you, like you, you just focus so hard. You get so tunnel vision. Like you, you just, it, it just becomes like uh almost you feel like, almost like you're a hamster on the wheel and you're just going to go faster and faster and faster until you get to the goal. Yeah. Um, and uh, main reason it doesn't matter at the end of the day for me always is going to be my mother. You know, I, it, it's so easy for me to draw energy, like just like Goku draws energy from the spirit bomber, the key, you know, it, it's just so easy mm-hmm. for me to draw upon that when I need it. I, I will think about that. And it, it just, it emits like, you know, it's euphoric, I, I guess is the word I could say. I like that word, and it's so true. Um, guys, I, um, I'm really enjoying your questions, and I'm, I'm trying to ask him in a way that's going with the show. But this one kind of hits close to home, and it's it's saying, all right, if, if you guys, meaning both you and I, Alfred, have such fondness for superheroes, how do you do that with health and fitness and still be heroic? And this is from James. So, yeah, James, uh, basically how I see myself able to emulate um, the heroic endeavors that they do that I can't do physically because they're, you know, at the end of the day, they're doing things not humanly possible. But um, like I got my brother, he, he's about to be 16. I got my sisters. They're going to be 13. Um, and uh, I try I, every day I try and be a hero for them. You know, I want I, I want to emulate and, and it goes beyond them, but just. And, and to anybody, I, I just want to promote, um, you know, just positivity in general. It, it doesn't have to be like I come up to you and know, you, you think about me as like a big hulking guy or, oh, this guy's all about weightlifting. But, you know, just, just out there having a good, you know, demeanor, being, you know, being fun, you know, having fun, just enjoying life, you know. And, and at the end of the day, uh, 
when when people need help um you know it it's come to the point now where i i I don't even bat an eye you know i just get right out to it it doesn't really matter you know and uh, i i like i said i attribute that a lot to weightlifting um Mm -hmm. with uh and then oh go ahead well i was gonna say everyone wants to look like a hero but I right. said, and you I could, really want to look like a hero if you had to do the work to be heroic. And that's when I find it separates the men from the boys. And that's no pun intended. That's the guys on it's true. You know, everybody wants to, you know, do a certain thing, look a certain way, and get the attention. But what does a hero think about? You know, and then they're usually set upon helping others. Uh, bringing others up, keeping evil, you know, away from the people that have the the intent to live a good and healthy life. And you do learn those things if you learn yourself. If you know who you are, then you can present yourself to the world exactly as you should. And there's no false identity. There's no uh, fake individuality. There's no false pretense when you come to people because you're speaking from the heart because that's who you are. And heroes do that every day in every comic book you've read. They're basically giving the world themselves and they want someone to live in true freedom as they know it should be. When you have that kind of thinking and you're trying to be heroic, it's done readily and much more available to the people that can see it because they witness you in your best, doing your best, but you're consistent in how you go about doing it. I think that's what basically makes the evil guys evil because they have this fake persona of showing you a quote-unquote good in per- a good person, but they're the farthest thing from it because they want world domination. If you look at a hero, it's basically just coexisting with everybody and making it happen in a way that you can enjoy it just like they do. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, like one of the main um, ways I can be heroic, I guess, is, and this might not make sense to some people, but think about the dreamer's disease. Okay. I try and um, get other people to realize that they don't need to be stuck in the mud. There's, there's ways to get to where you want to be. And then, you know, you yourself can go and be infectious to these other people and, and show them how to be a quote unquote hero and, and develop these characteristics and attributes that you need. So, you know, like with my, with my buddy, you know, I took a you know, took a while, but after, after some doing, you know, he's throwing around, you know, big numbers on, on the powerlessness scale and he's doing things he never thought he could do. And it, it just mm-hmm. all starts with a thought, you know, and it's just, you know, how I want to be. I just want to, basically like help people realize that you know and there was a guy at the gym the other day it was just literally the other day he's sitting there and he's like yeah i moved back i'm done with school i'm just gonna work this nine to five job i can work my way up the ladder there and i'm sitting there and i'm just like it just i'm just like oh i just want to like pound a pound a hammer right now i'm like you gotta have a better mentality than that man you're like you gotta be like i'm gonna get out of this place i want to be on top of this place you know what i mean like and Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the stuck in the mud. So you know, for me, doing a heroic thing sometimes could be as simple as getting these people to understand that they 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 can evolve and be a better better them or better you. Mhm. And that's very true. And uh, you know, I I love the way you're saying it, and it does make that, and it resonates with a lot of listeners because we just got a lot of hearts on the on link. So yeah, <laughs> you're done good. Um, any final thoughts, any shout outs, anything you can recommend for people that are starting that stairway and realize that it's uh, a long way up, but it's worth doing. Uh, what, I mean, one thing I'd like to shout out is our, uh, our garage gym on Instagram, uh, Warzone 315. Um, I, if you guys, I, I say that just because we don't charge, we don't want to promote any selling of any, you know, non nonsense. We just want to put information out there to help you. We don't care. And we're doing it out of the garage. So our, our motto is if we're doing it, you know, you could, you could find a way to do it. And whether it be at the gym or at home, um, 
one thing I wanted to talk about real quick that we got into before. I know we don't have a ton of time, but man, this is, I love talking about this stuff, but going back real quick to, uh, I'll, I'll make this fast natural physiques. I love that comment, how they're unique. I never thought about it like that, but here you go. I'll give you an example. Bill Heath and, um, flex Wheeler will constantly be compared against each other as a very similar physique. But I will tell you right now, if you take away and just make them natural, they probably would look incredibly different. So that's a great point that I started yeah. thinking about after I heard that quote. I love that. That is, that is very good. Uh, natural bodies are unique and they're, I'm not saying that, you know, it, it takes away from that after that, but I agree. Like it is a beautiful thing when you are truly natural and you, you, you've worked up and you see these guys that are competing at these natural Olympias and looking at their physiques and you're like, Jesus, you know, that's yeah. hard work right there. You can get it done. As far as I uh, just starting out, you just can't stop. Um, I'll be, again, I'll try and make this one quick. You, you got to just realize, like, I tell, uh, one of the things I like to tell people is, like, no, like, if, if you're coming into weightlifting and you're going to be the Mr. Olympia, probably not the best goal to start with. But what I can tell you, though, is I don't care who you are, where you come from, what your skin color is, anything. It don't matter. If you put in the work in weightlifting, you're going to bloom. And you'll bloom as far as Mother Nature will take you. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care who you are, if you, you're not going to not like the results. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, Mother Nature right. has given everybody a, a physique that can be attained, and a lot of people don't realize it. So you just can't stop. You start, and you just got to keep going. It's going to work. Work hard, hard will work. It's so true. Uh, any shout-outs to the people who supported you thus far? Yeah, uh, my mother, Kim Miller. I couldn't do this without her. My father, Tim Nash. He's uh, another big supporter of me. Matthew ba- uh, Bayo, Rob Litke, uh Zach Kelly, Carlton Pace. And then we got a new guy at the gym in our garage, Billy. Big shout out to him. He's doing some big things. He's got a meet coming up in a month, and I'm looking forward to watching him compete. Um, and, uh, you know, I-, I look forward to seeing all my friends uh, that that trained with me. We're- we all got micro to macro goals man that's how you got to do it and we all got little goals and we're all a team we're a unit we move as a unit and uh, i couldn't do it without them so i appreciate it fellas well it's not easy but you definitely get the support and it can't be done and no man is an island and i i know that there's plenty of people that love the i statement they can brag about it and it sounds good but it's not the truth the uh, truth is we were we are all interconnected, whether we accept it or not. Uh, if we have good parts of our life that we can expound on, we do and we shine. But there's plenty of people that are basically holding that flashlight to make sure that that shine is a, a good one. So I big, love the big, way you said big it. Big example. I just, yeah, just want to say big example of that is um, – I'm kind of mad I don't recall his name right now, but the man that saved those kids' lives, giving them oxygen, that right there is a true definition of what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. I, I know it's when you talk about the Thai Navy SEAL. Uh, yes. He, yeah. I, I think, uh, I, well, I don't want to mispronounce it because you don't honor somebody by uh, misrepresenting the name. But no, no, you're right, yeah. And, and, you know, just yeah, yeah, just a great example, you know, perfect example of it. Well, anything else you'd like to add before the show is over there, Allison? I appreciate you having me on, man. It's, it's been a blast, and I, I really enjoyed it. I hope we can do this again sometime soon. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just having a conversation with you on the show. I'm already uh, just having people comment, you know. I'm thinking about different things. I'm learning things. That's why I love it. It's sponge, 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 sponge. Yeah. I can't get enough. And, and that's how you grow the sport. That's how you grow as an individual. And that's how you grow the people around you is by basically accepting the fact that you always have more to learn. And that's a blessing in itself because that's what life is all about. So, Allison, thanks so much. Uh, Really appreciate it. Congratulations on the win again. I mean, uh, winning a venue like that, it's got to be something special in itself. I I was jealous of the swag bag because I was like, dang, is he going to be able to carry it himself? (laughs) That that was uh, that's big for natural bodybuilding. I mean, the the old schoolers are basically jealous. Yeah, because we're not we 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 didn't grow up into that, so it's nice to see that. Uh, congratulations on everything, and uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you in the future, man. You got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, we we will definitely be meeting again. I can guarantee you that. 
Oh, yes, sir. I'm already coming, scheduled to come back to New York next year for the Mr. Upstate. And I know you'll yes, uh, be trying to do something to get back to it. If not, uh, yep, go, I'll, go I'll be there. You already know it. <laughs> yes, sir. So thanks again, Alistair. Have a great night. Have a blessed day tomorrow. And just keep reaching the people you need to reach and keep changing their minds and hearts because it's not by accident, it's by design. Great job, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Not a problem. That was Alistair, and he did a great job tonight. Um, Since it was just me and and no Nez, I tried to combine as many questions as I could. I'm sorry if I didn't get the names out there like I wanted to, but still interacting with the show and still corresponding with you, I didn't disrespect our guests. I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's show. I know I did. It's a very smart kid, and he's got a bright future ahead of him. And uh, the fact that he's got his mom so close to his heart makes all of us uh, so welcome to hear those kind of words in this day and age. So for Desiree, I missed you. You know that. Kaylin Patterson, P4P Boys, as Dan says, I'll just end it with her. Her line, your body is a temple, so let's build it.